What's up, friends? Welcome back to the Dark Waters. I'm your host, Josh. Uh, happy Wednesday. I uh, hope everyone's had a good week so far. Uh, no complaints here. Uh, think in the morning, waking up early, I'm going to drive uh, an hour and a half up north to uh, a little unknown place called Teresa. Either know about it or you don't. Uh, but it's, uh, it's a secret little jewel in upstate New York. Um, got a chain of lakes up there. Uh, nothing huge, but a lot of big fish up there. So I'm going to go try my luck out tomorrow and see if I can... Uh, See, I can do. I just signed up for the uh, New York State Challenge or the KBF New York State Challenge, and uh, I'd like to uh, to put up some big numbers. Uh, We'll see. Uh, A lot of good sticks up here, and you know, a lot of them have already uh, entered. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, like I said, hope everyone's having a good week so far. Uh, I know things are starting to open up more. Restrictions are starting to be done. Some restrictions start to loosen just a little bit. So uh, I don't know. Hope everything's getting better, especially in your state, your city, your community, whatever. But um, yeah, um, gonna be busy this week. I think I got um, four more recordings to go. Uh, but uh, like I said, I'm gonna put them out as they come in. So um, we'll jump right into this one since I just put one out yesterday. But uh, uh, I'm sure everyone's heard of them, Jody Queen. Um, Pro angler, pro kayak angler. Um, I don't know what, what can I say about the guy that you don't already know. Uh, the guy can fish. The guy wins, wins big tournaments. Um, he's just—I mean—he's—he's he's awesome. Uh, real fun to talk to. Um, we just talked about a whole bunch of uh, random shit, mainly about him—you know—assuming the title of uh, professional kayak angler and talked about his journey to that and some of the things he's learned and his thoughts on the—you uh, know—the fishing scene. Uh, as of now, and uh, he had a lot of cool things to say. Uh, the interview went just like I thought it would go. Um, so I know I really enjoyed talking to the guy. I've been trying to talk to him for a while, but uh, he's popular, man. All the other podcasters jump all over whenever they get a chance. So I, I've, I had to wait. I had to wait my turn, but uh, I, you know, it, it was uh, it was worth it. Uh, but uh, anyways, Jody Queen, guys. I hope you guys uh, enjoy the, the show. Um, I love doing this stuff. Uh, just keep uh, reaching out to me. Uh, keep interacting. Tag me in those pictures and let me know what you're catching. Let me know when, when you're competing and just let me know what's going on in your life. So, um, yeah, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you soon, guys. Ciao. Hi, Mr. Jody Queen. Welcome to the Dark Waters. How are you today, sir? Good, man. How you doing? Good, good. Uh, before we go, I gotta ask you. Uh, I'm not judging or anything, but what's that creepy naked metal thing behind your uh, right shoulder right there? Oh man, that's punk girl, man. She's not creepy. She's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure everyone says that when they walk down your basement. Uh, man, did you make that? Actually, I'm on the third floor of a old a 33,000 square foot school building. We okay. call it. Gary Bowling's House of Art. That's what I do in my off time when I'm not fishing. I'm, we we have an art gallery and I'm an artist. Oh. And she, she's just one of my creations, man. Yeah, she's uh she's something else. Yeah, she's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. She's you don't say much, don't eat much. Right, cheap, right. Cheap date. Just yeah, she sits back there and looks pretty. Yeah. All right, All right man. Well, it's uh. First time on the show, and I hate to do this to you because you know you, I've already heard you on everyone else's podcast. I, I've been wanting to talk to you for a while, but I'm like, I'll let all the other uh, you know good podcasters get you first, and then I'll get you later uh, <laughs> a, a, after you don't win a, a tournament. 
Um, yeah. Right, but, uh, right. Kick a man while he's down, will you? But if you don't mind, just like just a quick intro. You ain't got to go in great detail. I imagine most of the people that listen to my show already know who you are. Hey, man. You there? Quick question. What's that? You said you had a quick question for me. No, I, I just if you don't mind, just introduce yourself real quick. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm just <laughs> – sorry, man. Uh, Jody Queen uh, – Otherwise known as J Queen Pro Angler on all my Facebook pages and and uh, Instagram, um, I fish all the series, man. I fish KBF, I fish BOS, uh, BSS if they ever get kicked up again. Yeah. But I, I support my local clubs too, and uh, I just, man, I'm just a hillbilly that likes to fish. Now, where where are you out of right now? Are you? I'm in uh, Bluefield, West Virginia right now. Okay. Yeah, we uh, we live in a big old school here. Okay. And uh, it's called Gary Bowen's House of Art, and we live there. Right. And it's, it's pretty yeah, I, weird, pretty cool. So I, I imagine it's art, like you just take a bunch of metal things and, and weld and stuff, because that's what it looks like in the background. Actually, that, that is an old mannequin that I that I bronzed. I used a hammered bronze paint on her, and I've got uh, I've used found items to mimic other things, like her corset is made out of keys. And uh, I hammered out some copper on an anvil and, and made just, well, she's got, also she's got uh, old sewing machine parts, trumpet parts, saxophone parts. I mean, just anything I can find to make a face out of her. It's, it's pretty, pretty fun, man. She's got pencil sharpeners on her and everything else. Now, do you, uh, do you make your own lures? I do not. I, I modify a lot of my lures, but, uh, you know, I'll use a, a base for like a spinner baits and stuff like that. I'll just switch all the skirts and blades out and stuff like that. But I don't uh, have time, man. I'm, uh, I'm on the road. I, I, I figured you'd be an artist. Maybe you'd make some uh, creepy looking, you know, lure that goes along with your uh, your awesome background back there. Yeah, I, well, you know what I do, man? Uh, I, I'll use a lure if it's a good lure. I'll use it until it wears completely out, you know, and wear all the paint off of it. And then I'll just repaint it in my own. Okay. I, I, had, I had a whopper plopper, man, that I painted that it just, it caught fish like crazy. And it was the first one that I ever seen that the fish actually tore it in two. Nice. But, okay. uh. All right, well, if you don't mind, um, just because you're like the only person, like, as far as, you know, I've had, I have a lot of the guys, you know, the hammers on. Um, you've been the first one that I've actually had that actually, um, kind of carries the, uh, the title of, like, a pro, ang- pro angler. Uh, it's on like your uh, social media, and I was just, you know, since this is kind of a, a new and growing sport, and like I said, I've talked to a lot of people who are getting their, their names are getting more recognized. They're starting to get, you know, sponsors starting to see a little bit more like financial benefits, um, and you know, and, and, and pitches get a little easier for them because you know they are starting to, uh, you know, fill in that, you know, whatever you want to call a pro wrangler these days. But uh, you know, how did you get into it? like, you know, starting, and, uh, you know, kind of go into a little bit of detail because. You know, when did you start fishing and, you know, how you got in a kayak and then kind of, you know, when you decided, like, to go run for a pro? Like, how long have you been a pro? Like, things like that. Uh, you know, what I consider uh, turning into a pro was about two years ago. Uh, well, this will be my third year. Uh, I do nothing else to support myself but this. Oh, really? So- yeah, I, I don't I don't work a nine to five and then go out and do this. This is this is what I do. I fish many many tournaments a year. Sometimes up around 
probably, I don't know, 36. 30, so what were you, what were you doing about 10 years ago before you uh, became a pro angler? Were you just, you know, were you uh, just recreationally fishing? Were you fishing out of a, a big boat? Were you? Uh, I did a lot of recreational fishing uh, 10 years ago. I was, uh, you know, I grew up and cut my teeth on smallmouth streams. We always had, you know, seven or eight of my buddies. We'd go, we'd spend a week on the water, and we'd, we'd compete against each other so you could catch the biggest or the most or, or whatever. But I've, I've fished, you know, since I was little. You know, my I can remember my dad, you know, when I was, you know, four or five years old, uh, I would ride on his back through deep you know, holes in the creek, you know, to get through them. And then I would fish until I couldn't walk no more. And he'd pick me up and carry me again. But, uh, yeah, you know, 10 years ago, uh, I was a full-time artist. Uh, and I did that. I was on the road running from the Keys in Florida all the way up into Atlanta and Virginia Beach and those areas doing art shows. Uh, but I always, my passion was always, you know, also in fishing. So, you know, I got involved with uh, Gary Bowling's House of Art 10 years ago, and we've been running galleries ever since. And uh, we recently got uh, this school, which we, have, we are starting renovations on, and we just opened up a museum, and uh, and we have the gallery, which is downstairs. But uh, about six years ago, me and a few of my friends were out, and I'll tell you, it was Drew Gregory, man. I, I remember when the... Uh, when the video hit my phone, I'd already bought a, a small pelican uh, just to see because I was getting to where I'm at. I want to cover more water. So I picked up a, a, I think it was a pelican angler 110 or something like that. And uh, I was, I loved it. I mean, it got me around. It got me through uh, shoals. It got me through areas that, you know, I couldn't get to uh, quickly before. So I knew, you know, the kayak was the way to go. I just needed something I just wanted something a little better that that was out there, so I was looking to upgrade, and I seen a video of Drew Gregory jumping up and doing the 360 in that little Kusa. Right. I was like, oh yeah, that's for me, man. I want that, you know. So it's like I saved up my money, and about a month later, man, I I bought that Kusa. Me and Brian Aylip actually we bought them uh, a few hours apart, and ever since then, man, it just created a monster. I mean, I fished a, a championship in that little Kusa and uh it was rough but but i took it everywhere man i love that little boat and i still i still like them man they're just they're great little boats man perfect for the small creeks and small rivers around here where i live uh and then after that uh i fished you know uh off and on i don't know maybe seven or eight tournaments a year for the first couple years there and then uh kbf come along and brian called me one night i was in florida getting ready for an art show the next day down in the keys and he said hey ma'am kbf has got this uh national championship thing if you qualify during the open the championships the next day you can you can fish it too and he said if you want to do it i'll pay your way and i said sure i'll try it man and uh, he created the monster <laughs> <laughs> since then man that's how you know that's what I've been doing, I said, I've got to do that. And it's always been my dream to do it for a living, always. I mean, for as far back as I'm, and people might not know this name, but I used to watch a guy named Virgil Ward uh, every Saturday on TV, man. And he was he was like the, the pioneer for TV fishing. And, uh, I mean, he fished out of a John boat in old ponds. I've seen him sail out of a John boat one time, man. And he was get down for a few seconds, and he came back up and, and – rolled a big 10 pounder over in the boat and I was like 
I'm doing that. that that's what I want to do. So, yeah, from a young age, man, I was, you know, I can remember when Denny Brower was the first fisherman on a Wheaty box. Uh, Wheaties cereal. A lot of people don't know what Wheaties are anymore, but yeah. So, so those were my heroes growing up, you know, the Kevin Van Dams and the, and uh, Denny Brower, Roland Martin, Bill Dance, you know. Uh, I never was, I played sports in school, but I never was big fans of, of the guys that played them. Uh, my, all my fans, uh, you know, all the people that I like were, were fishermen. Right. Now, let's just be honest. Like, you know, I'm 37. You're not exactly, you know, a young man these days either. Um, but, uh, you know, what, what I find, like, you're crazy is, like, how fast, you know, in, in those years that we, you know, we grow up, like, you know, how fast, like, your life could change, you know, like, at this point in your life or whatever, like, 10 years ago, I remember, you know, I was, you know, a young non-commissioned officer in the Army, you know, doing these things, and then five years later, I'm this, and then five years later, I'm out of the Army, I'm a paramedic, and then five years later, I'm running, you know, and, like, life's just, like, it's, cha- like, it, 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 it went nowhere the way I thought it was going to go, and it changes, like, so dramatically, and I, I always go in, like, five-year increments, like, Every five years, things are so different that I didn't see coming that it, it's just crazy. You know, now, like my hobby three years ago was, you know, was not was not kayak fishing. And now, you know, it's all I do three, four days a week. Uh, it's, it's all it's what my money goes to. It's just it's crazy yeah. just to see how life does yeah. things like that. And then, you you know, you you being who you are, you'll be an artist and do these things. Did you see this coming? Are, like, I mean, I mean, like, that's I, what you do now. Your whole life is dedicated to fishing. Yeah, I mean, you know, years ago, back when uh, my wife and I first met, 30 years ago, uh, I was trying to, I was in a local bass club, and I didn't have a boat, and I was fishing on the back of a boat, and I did this for, like, one year. And I, I knew right away, I mean, this is not, I can't do this because I don't have the money to do this. I know what it's going to take to get into that, that type of fishing. And I just, I'm not, you know, financially able to do it. Uh, so, you know, years went by and I just kept fishing, kept fishing. And I fished a few local tournaments here and there. And I mean, there was a, <laughs> there was a tournament every Friday night on a, on a lake close to home there that, you know, it was all bass boats and I would show up with a canoe or anything. They let me fish in. They didn't care, you know, and, uh, it was kind of frustrating because I knew where I wanted to go, but I knew where I had to go. So, right. but I still did it and I kept doing it and I, you know, and just this came along and it was so easy to get into. I mean, it, it's not an elitist crowd. It's not, uh, you know, something that you have to uh, mortgage your house to get into. There's not a lot of huge expenses. I mean, there can be some expenses. I mean, that that's kind of hard to overcome, if you if you're going for like all the state of the art equipment stuff like that, but to get here on an entry level, it's 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 fairly easy, and that's how I got in. You know, I mean, I spent twelve hundred and ninety nine dollars on a kayak, and I had fishing stuff, and I just started from there. You know, you win a few tournaments, you stick a little money back, you pay for the next tournament, and that's how you do it. You just until you build it up. And uh, luckily at that time, you know, I, I, you know, 10 years ago, I was still making a little bit of money at my artwork and, and it was enough to keep me, you know, patient tournament fees and stuff like that. And uh, but now for the past four years, I mean, this is all I've done pretty much exclusively uh, for the past two years, definitely exclusively. I, I can't remember who I had it on my show, um, but anyway, we were talking about it, too, uh, so, you know, like 
like one of the things that I loved about the, the sport um, was that you know, like you know, your whole life, you know, you're younger, you think, you know, you wanted to be this, you wanted to be that, and you know, things come in, things take over, and you end up just, you know, you get in that grind of life, or just, you know, whether it's working a nine to five or you know, whatever, yeah. it's just, you know, sometimes, sometimes life yeah. just takes over. You have kids, and you know, what mm-hmm. I like about this though is that I've seen like, especially a lot of guys actually, like it's given them like a um, kind of like a second chance or whatever you want to say it to like. Mm-hmm. To do something that they're really passionate about, because yeah. you lose, you, you sometimes you lose that fire in life, you lose that drive in life, where you know your life is really just about working. And I've and I've yeah. talked to like many guys who are just one day they're they're just doing their nine to five, and then yeah. you know like to, to kill the kill of time, they go buy a cheap kayak. They're like, oh shit, this is yeah. fun. And then they mm-hmm. go buy a, then they go buy their kayak, yeah. and then they get a you know, and the next day they start winning tournaments, and now they're they're on the road, you know, yeah. every other weekend traveling and. And some of them are making money. Some of them don't care that they're making money, but it's like it's, it's, it's just a great sport. And, yeah, that people, like, you know, like I said, whether you're consider yourself a pro or you're a novice like me or whatever, it's just like it, I just it just gives these people like you know, I don't know, like a second chance, like like whether it's happiness or something to be uh, pumped up about, you know, just to get you away from you know everything else that life yeah. throws at you. Then who? And then sometimes you just end up being a pro, you know. The thing, I think a lot of. You know, if your life becomes static, you quit living, man. You know, I right. mean, you can't. Uh, you have to roll with the punches sometimes, but you have to keep going forward. And things are going to change in your life. And you know, when the when the opportunity arises for something like this or something that you've always wanted to do, you better grab it and go because life's too short, man. You got to get out there and do it. And and if you really love it and really want to make it happen, you'll find ways to do it. You know. Yeah. What was the uh, like the trigger for you, you know, that said, hey, you know, you know, I'm 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 pretty good at this. I'm winning a lot of tournaments, and I, you know, I think, and you go and you had that conversation with your wife because, you know, I'm not ready, but I'm hoping one day, you know, that I get it. And I'm like, hey, hey, babe, how do you feel about me becoming yeah. a pro kayak angler? And what was the th- what was the trigger? What was that push point that said, hey, I'm gonna do this uh, full time and, and give it everything I got? Yeah, it was the the very first tournament I fished, man. I fished on the New River, and uh, I mean, I, I cut my teeth on these rivers around here. I've been fishing the New River for over 40 years, and uh, I, I entered that first tournament, and I won it by like nine inches, you know. And I was like, oh yeah, okay, I'm this is what I'm going to do. And uh, you know, I'm fortunate enough to uh, have a wife who, you know, throughout our marriage. Uh, one of us was always supporting the other in, in whatever they were doing in, in their in their lives. So it, it was easy, actually, to go talk to her and say, hey, you know, can I do this? Can we, you know, function as a unit still and, and be doing it? And, and of course, she, she said, I'll support you, you know, any way I can. And, uh, you know, I'm very fortunate to have, have, have someone like that in my life. And a lot of people don't don't have that. Uh but yeah, I mean, you know, I won that tournament and I think I won like $600 or something like that. And I immediately took part of that, bought a few more lures and tackle and stuff and uh, uh, stuck back some of it for another tournament coming up. And that's the progression, man. I just, you know, I always kept money back for the next tournament. And then when KBF came along, I learned about KBF. And when I fished the national championship, I was just so blown away, man. The crowd there and the guys getting up on stage and, you know, I'm like, 
this is my dream. This is my dream. I'm, I'm, I'm living my dream and I'm watching these guys get up on stage and I'm like, I want to be there, you know? And I'd always wondered if I was as good as, as I thought I was, you know, uh, I found out that I wasn't to begin with, but, <laughs> but you learn, I mean, there's so much, you know, one thing about this, this, the kayaking community, the competitive kayak community, I've never really been around any angler out there that I have asked a question and they've told me, oh, no, man, I'm sorry, I can't share that with you. You know, uh, the information, uh, the wealth of information that you find at a show-up tournament, which right now I know COVID's got kind of a damper on thing, but we have social media and we have, you know, our friends on on social media and stuff that we can call now and, and you know, there's a wealth of information out there, and if we utilize it as anglers, there's no reason why anybody can't get on here and learn. You know, they're having problems somewhere, and I, I get a lot of questions uh, from people, you know, on my phone. I'll, I'll get 200 notifications a day sometimes, and, you know, they're like, hey, man, I'm going to go over here and fish. What do you think I should use, or how do you do this, or how do you do that? And I'm more than happy to answer those questions. I've always been free with information because it was always given to me. So, and I think it's something we should pay forward. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Now, what, what were you know, you you live in this life and, and you're carrying this title to pro angler. What are some of the things that you had to uh, had to do to keep it going? Besides, like the like the you know saving the money and, and building that uh, you know the ability to be able to travel and do the things. But like, what are some of the things that like, like I guess ways you had to like you know, adapt to doing these tournaments all the time. I mean, have you had to change like your, your diet, your, your, your life habits, your, you know, I mean, your, your home, like, like the last two weekends you were, you were busy. I mean, so I'm sure you've been on the road a lot. Uh, you know, what, what are some of the things that you've yeah. had to change in your life to like, to adapt to, you know, being, being, I guess, a professional athlete <laughs> or well, whatever to call it. It is really time consuming. I mean, I'm on the road a lot, thousands and thousands of miles a year. And of course, when I leave for a tournament, it's usually, I usually leave on a Wednesday and I'm gone until Sunday, you know, at least. So, you know, you have to, when, when you get back from these tournaments and the quality time that you spend with your family and the people around you is very important. So you, even though you're kind of focused on fishing and, and the road and making the money and when you get home, you have to focus on the other important things in your life too so it's 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 hard to do uh because there's so many hours in the day and, and there's so much you want to get done when you're off from your tournament seem like i'm going to be working on I'm, I'm building a kayak room on the other end of the hallway here and i it's i haven't worked on it for two weeks because i've just been on the road you know so but i spent a lot of quality time the time that i have with my friends like gary bowling and and uh my wife Vicky, I mean, it's it's precious to me. I mean, it's it's a great time to have together. We laugh and we talk, and you know, until we get to see each other again. But yeah, there's a lot of adjustments you got to make. You get, I mean, if you're going to do this for a living, you have to have a maintenance schedule on your vehicles. You have to keep tires on it. You got to have, you know, so you look for things like, you know, coupons. You go ask. Uh, I've walked in, I walked into my bank today and said, Hey, would you guys be interested in sponsoring me? A bank. 
you know, yeah. and actually the girl looked at me and said, gave me a number, said, you need to call this girl because she, she, she might be able to help you there. And what they'll do for me, I don't know, but, but you got to pick up those uh, non-endemic sponsors. You got to pick up help anywhere you can get it until you can get rolling. You know, uh, I've been lucky enough to, uh, when I first started this thing, uh, I, I won enough to put back money you know, to get me through. And that was, I was very fortunate in, in uh, winning those early tournaments. Right. But I've kind of just rolled it over since then, rolled it over and kept rolling it over. And, uh, right. now, what about the, uh, you know, like the, cause it's not just about fishing. Like, I mean, if, if you're doing the way you're doing it, like, what about the, like the, I guess like the business part of it, as far as like deciding who's going to, who, who you're going to let sponsor you, who, you know, who you're going to represent. Um, you know, some of the things you learned, you know, because I imagine you've had some, um, I imagine there's been some good and bad as far as like, you know, learning the business part of this, of the, of the fishing world. Um, no. you know, I've talked, you know, I've talked to a lot of different people and, you know, yeah. you just see it in the social media, there's been a lot of people who've been burned by this and there's been things that happen. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I imagine there's going to be some things, that, you know, some learning curves and, and, and ways to figure out how to negotiate, you know, that, that, that part of the, of the, uh, the fishing world. You know, I mean, there's always going to be politics in anything you do. I mean, there's always going to be, uh, you know, I try not to get caught up in any of that. And I tell all my sponsors, actually, you know, when I talk to them, I tell them up front, I fish. This is what I do. Uh, you know, I can't, I'm not going to get involved in the politics of the sport. I'm not going to be, uh, I'm not going to be downing my competitors or, or I'm not going to be busted in on somebody's post when they're posting about uh, their product and say, well, my product's better. I'm not going to do that. Uh, and when you go and after sponsors, what you need to understand is, is you need to know the ins and outs of that product you're going to be representing before you even ask. Uh, and if, it, if a sponsor approaches you, and I've had this happen several times, you know, they, they hey man, won't you come be on the team? If I don't use that product, you have to come up, up front and say, look, man, you know, I appreciate what you're saying, you know, or if you're interested in it, give me your product. Let me use it for a few months. Let me pick it apart. Let me see if I like it and see if I want to represent it. You have to be really careful. Don't jump on the the bandwagon of getting as, as many of these sponsors as you can, because if you're picky, uh, the sponsors that you gain are going to be kind of picky, too. And they're going to be good sponsors and, and you're going to have a great relationship with them. Do everything you say that you can do. And, the, and you know, most of the time they're going to do everything they can't they, that they say they can do for you. So, I mean, if you can keep it simple, uh, make sure you use the products that you represent. Make sure you believe in them first and foremost. I mean, if you don't believe in something, don't represent it because you're, you're living a lie. Uh, now, the, the, the thing about that is that doesn't mean that you can't leave a sponsor and go with another sponsor. The thing about that is, is, is take the kayak world right now. I mean, I'm sure you understand this, too, that, you know, when this thing first started, there was a, a couple companies making kayaks. They were jumping into the angler style kayaks and, and, and they were developing these kayaks. Well, now there's so many companies making great products right now that it's easy to say okay well you know wilderness is not working out for me i'm going to go over to bonafide 
you know, because I really like this boat. But I still really like the wilderness. I'm with Hobie now. I still really like the bona fides. I mean, all these companies are are putting out great products, and you don't have to get there anywhere in this business by bashing another product because they're, it's not true that they're all junk. They're just not. Right. Right. I mean, all yeah, of them have um, problems, you know, but these companies aren't it, stupid. They, if, if there's a problem with their boats or a problem with their equipment, they're they're gonna they're gonna fix it, or they're got somebody on it that's looking at it, you know. Yeah. So yeah, got to be patient sometimes and honor your what, work. What's been the biggest help, you know, from sponsor? Like what? Like, what? Because like, I mean, how how would I say like, like it's not just about plastics and uh, your hard baits and you know fishing rods. It's you know like you're traveling, you're eating, you're spending, you know, you're paying entry fees, you're you're, you're having to pay for where you sleep at night, and you're doing this almost every week or every other week, um, depending on, on how many tournaments you're chasing a month. Um, yeah. You know, what are you looking for, or, or, or how do sponsors like really help in that department? Like who, like you know, what I mean, like I, I don't, I don't understand how it works at all. Like, are you asking, and they're saying, hey, we'll we'll pay for your entry fees, or we'll pay, we'll help cover gas, or they just pro- uh, providing products? Like, what what are you, like, what are you doing? Cause yeah, I probably, mean, like, it's like you you ask for what you need. I mean, if you need, if you need uh, 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 lodging, then you ask your sponsor, hey, do you have any? Are you guys? Like I can tell you that some sponsors uh, at some tournaments they have they'll get a house and for their for their uh, guys on their team and say okay I've got this house over here you guys can come here and stay. Uh, a lot of times I'll hook up with some anglers who are friends of mine and we'll go get an Airbnb you know and if you get enough people I mean it's next to no, it's easier than a campsite. Uh, for you know a couple years there my. My buddy Brian Ailiff, uh, that we I travel with a lot. I mean, we slept in the back of my van. I had it rigged out. I had a, a bed in the back of it and a, a rods across the top of it. And I mean, you just do whatever it takes. But you know, if if you are you know looking for something like that and that's something that you need, then I, don't be afraid to ask the sponsor. I mean, all they can do is say no. You know. Right. Um, some sponsors will you know they'll send you product. Uh, some some sponsors will pay for some of your some of your tournaments. I have a sponsor who pays for uh, four of my big tournaments a year, and they're they're big tournaments. They're you know, two hundred dollar plus tournaments. So, uh, you know that helps me out tremendously. You know, uh, it's just ask for what you need. You know, a lot of times they give you a a, a store credit. Uh, you know, say hey man, you know I, I'm using about. or $1,000 worth of your equipment a year that I, you know, I'm rough on it. I break it. I need to replace this, replace this. Can I, can I get a store credit, you know, and some sponsors, they honor that and say, yeah, man, here's your, you know, $500 store credit or $250. And and that helps because that's not coming out of your own pocket. Now uh, on the other side of that, they want you to be on stage. So, you know, there is some pressure on you. You're going to have to get out and win. You're going to have to play well. Um, you know, personally, I just I try to stay consistent. Uh, I want to I want to consistently win. Everybody does, but the the reality of that is is you're not going to win every tournament. But if you can place in that top ten, you know, and you and you, you're most of the time if you're placing in the top ten, you're bringing home a check, and you know it just and you're further in your career and your name is out there and and they're seeing you. Uh, and you're promoting their products by be, having your face out there on, on, on the stage and, and on social media. You need to have a good social media presence. 
Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. If you, because uh, that, that was like some of the problems I saw. Not a problem, but like people can approach things any way they want. But it, you know, there's a lot of guys out there who are really good at fishing. Really good. Yeah. You know, they, they they've won national championships. They made it to the house. They've done this. They've done that. But you look at their social media, and they have you know 600 followers, or they only have like they started Instagram five years ago. And they only have like 12 posts. <laughs> um, you know, and, and it's just like, but like. That, you're, you know, you have to know this. Like it's, like you're you're supposed to be promoting yourself and building. Like you are the brand, I would imagine, right? And and your I sponsors think, kind of want to see that, right? I think uh, I think sponsors they understand also that you're not going to win every tournament. I think what the sponsors want is representation with integrity and character and honesty. And I mean, if, if you, if you promote that above all else, I think your sponsors are going to be happy with you, whether you win all the time or not, because, because character and integrity sells products too. And, and, and we're all in this, they're in this to, to make money. They've got, they've got bills to pay just like you do. And so if you, if you promote their products and you carry yourself well, uh, a lot of them are happy with that, you know, I mean, it's yeah. nice to get that win. Some of them give you bonuses for winning. Some of them give you bonuses for coming in in the top three. I mean, you know, and they have incentive programs to, to, uh, incentivize you, you know, so that you can try harder and, and try to achieve a little more and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's a relationship and you got to take care of it like anything else, you know, but, you know, carry yourself with, with character, man, I always say that, you know, character is doing the right thing when nobody, nobody else is around, you know, right. uh, to see it. That's that's how you carry yourself when you're in the public and in the private. So, well, that's kind of what I want to hear, like, you know, as far as like the uh, professional side of your career. And we'll I won't keep you up for too much longer. But, uh, you know, you just had uh, you had a good last well, last weekend was really good for you. The weekend before that, when you when you at uh, Kentucky Lake. Um, and then, and then you turn right, right back around and you, you went and did the, uh, I, I'm horrible at saying that river's name, so I'm not going to do it because I've already had a few more friends. Yeah. I've already had Jake Harshman. He, he, uh, he texted me all the time. Tell me what a, a loser I am for not being able to pronounce certain <laughs> words. Um, but, uh, you know, why did you shoot? Like, I was just curious, why did you decide, you know, since you already had the big win and the, the great performance on Kentucky Lake, why did you decide not to go back there this this past weekend and let Rush Schneider win it all and go to the the, the river? Was there was there was there any uh, specific reason why you decided to do that? Because I mean, you've already seen the, the figured it out a little bit and you had a, you know, a lot of momentum and uh, you know people getting tired of Rush Schneider's man. I'm telling you, he's winning everything. He's he's being yeah, disrespectful with all the fish he's got. I've had enough of him. But uh, yeah. I'm just kidding. He comes <laughs> on the show tomorrow. But you know, uh, why'd you decide why'd you decide to do that? Uh, because, uh, you know, on when I was on Kentucky Lake and I fished the Hobie thing, there was 129 anglers there, and they were all talking about fishing the same areas that I was fishing uh, to win that tournament, and they were going to fish the, the, the trail there. But that's not the only reason. Uh, the other reason is is I fished seven or eight tournaments on the Susky and never finished worse than, than third place. So, you know, I've won, I've won up there a couple times. I've finished really well up there. I love the river. I'm familiar with it. I'm not real familiar with Kentucky Lake. Uh, plus, I cut my teeth on the rivers. I mean, I'm a smallmouth guy. You know, that's, that's what I do. Uh, that's what I'm known for around here. And, uh, and, yeah, I felt like I had a real good chance to win up there. And, actually, I, you know, I, here's a heartbreak. Uh, 
this is how heartbreaking this this business can be. Uh, I caught the winning fish. I, I I missed winning that tournament by a quarter of an inch. I needed one upgrade, and I caught the winning fish at twelve fifty nine. And by the time I could get a picture of it, it was one of it was one o three. I was it was three minutes past. <laughs> Last winning. So, I mean, that, and that's the way it happened. And at Randleman, on the first day at Randleman, I tied for first place on the first day. I won the second day, but on the first day, I tied for first place. It went down to the next fish. We had the same size fish. It went down to the second fish, and he had me by a quarter of an inch. So, I mean, those those are all close. I mean, but my season started off uh, at, at Claire. Well, it started off at the Tim. Uh, the temptation. I think I had a, I had a, a, a top ten finish there, but uh, I won the the Claremont tournament, and from there I, I won a regional. I won a uh, there at Randleman. I won the Hobie. Uh, it's just you know if it's that consistency, man. If I can stay consistent, you know I've had I've got several second places and third places this season already, and I'm 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 sitting in a good spot. So. You know, Russ yeah, I mean, not you pretty, is mutant, you pretty man. much qualified for everything, right? Uh, I love him to death, man. He's a he's a stick, man. And yeah, so he's is another Coach, one of those guys. So is Josh Stewart. I mean, there's some dude. I'm telling you, there's some there's some badass sticks out there, man. I mean, those now, guys. When you look at all these these like like the young guys like Cody Milton and Josh Stewart, Russ Snyder, these guys who are just crushing it. Um, yeah. I I don't know, you know, like. When you look at like where you're at as far as like where you are like your fishing career, do you, do you look at those guys and you think they're, do you see them doing the right things? Are they, you know, are, are, is there a path for them to follow to for them to be uh, to kind of get to the point where you are? Because I know most of them just travel, but I don't think most of them consider themselves uh, they consider themselves full time fishermen, but they don't. I guess they're not. I don't know. Like there's this big argument about the word pro angling, whatever that means. I don't. Yeah. I don't bother with conversations like that. I mean, you sign up for yeah, a pro I event. Think, you know. Uh, I think, I mean, a pro angler, I mean, it can be a little gray area there. I mean, with me, I don't think it is a gray area because this is what I do for a living. You know, if I didn't do this and do it well, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. So, yeah, yeah it's the only thing I do. I mean, you got guys, uh, I have no uh, problem saying that Cody Milton is a professional angler. I have no problem saying that. Uh, Russ Snyder's is a professional angler. I don't care what they do in their own time, because all you got to do is look at the records, dude. Yeah, I mean, there's 40,000 people in the KBF uh, social media game, and and there's probably there's 3,800 or 4,000 anglers in the KBF uh, angler factory, and there's consistently 25 or 30 people who place at the top consistently and right. you know and those are the guys that know what they're doing those are the guys that these young anglers need to be picking their brain you know and saying hey how do i get into this and hey, you know I, I love to see new people come to sport uh i heard a comment the other day that you know russ snyder's oh you've never even heard of him till let me tell you something everybody in tennessee knows who russ snyder's is Everybody in Arkansas knows knows who Cody Milton is. Just because you ain't heard of them, don't mean that people don't know who they are. Because they've made their yeah. they paid their they paid their dues to get where they're at. Yeah, they made no, the sacrifice. They put the time in. They had the time on the water because they didn't just show up one day and say, "Hey, I want to be a professional fisherman and, and do this." 
So, so yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, everybody's got a different criteria for saying what a professional angler is. Mine is you get out and win. If you're, yeah. if you're at the top of your game, at the top of what you're doing and the top of your field, you're a pro. Right. I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, we'll wrap this thing up, man. Um, what do you got coming up? in the near future as far as like, well, I guess just the rest of 2020, like, I feel like we're finally starting to get back to whatever the, you know, yeah, you know, live yeah. tournaments are happening. You're making money. Uh, you know, yeah. we got, we, we got things we can look forward to now. We're like two months yeah. ago, none of us knew what the hell was going on and when we'd be able to actually help. Some of us couldn't even fish two months yeah. ago. Um, you know, what, what do you see, what do you see yourself doing in you know the, the next future? What are you chasing? It sounds like you've already qualified for every, big event yeah, coming, I mean, coming up so yeah the, the first step is to qualify for anything like the national championship or the trail championships or something like that i mean one of my biggest things is i i want every year i shoot for to be in the 10 through kbf i want to be in the toc for hobie and of course bass is kind of you know out in the winds right now so i i, I don't really see myself doing much for that this year but um one of my dreams was to qualify for a world championship that was and i I won the toc last year and i won the kentucky lake tournament this year through hobie and uh that qualified me for the toc this year so that qualified me for the worlds again so uh the next two years i'm going to go to the worlds and i'm going to try to do my best there but i want to win the national championship I want to win the national championship. And I think that every angler that gets in this sport should make that their goal. They need to win the national championship because there's just so many anglers that, that show up to that. And it's just, you know, and there's so many variables. I mean, a guy that's only fished three months can drop in on a hole and burn them up and kill everybody, you know, but right. But most of the guys that do that have won that, they're sticks. I mean, just look yeah. at the records. All you got to do is go back and look at it. But there's so many variables that go into it. It's It could be anybody's game. You know, I've seen guys go in on day one and get 100 inches and the next day zero. I mean, those are heartbreaking stories. Uh, but they happen. But if you win that, you have waded through all those variables and came out on top. I mean, it's... Amazing thing. I wouldn't mind shooting for AOI one year. Actually, I'm in pretty good shape right now for the AOI for KBF. Uh, the AOI for Hobie, I'm sitting in decent shape, I think. Uh, I'm headed to uh, Tuesday. Well, Monday, I'm leaving here, and I'm headed to La Crosse, Wisconsin, to fish the Hobie BOS up there uh, at, uh, on the Mississippi River. So that's where I'll be next week. Okay. Cool, man. Well, that's all I really want to talk about, man. I really do appreciate you coming to the show. Uh, is there anyone you want to thank that makes fishing easy for you? This is your chance to plug yourself or plug your your family, whoever it is. This is your, this is your chance to uh, get back oh, to uh, well, whoever I mean, makes this fishing life. Uh, well, I mean, uh, all my sponsors, Jack Attack, uh, Torquedo, man, Torquedo. Uh, couldn't do what I do without them. Hobie, uh, great boats. Uh, I like uh, fishing online. Those guys help me out a lot. John Harley. And his wife, Brianne, man, they're great people. Uh, they're a great company. They're a small company who does big things. Um, also, Dakota Lithium, uh, Craig Storms, man, he's been a big help to me running all my electronics and stuff. And uh, uh, shoot, I can't remember all of them. And I don't really have that many. I just have a bad memory. Uh, let's see, who else? 
Oh, Catchboards, DZ, man, they're, they're great. They have put a lot of money into this. Realtree is on board this year for some of the tournaments. Uh, man, there's so many people come, getting into the sport, you know. Uh, I, I'll tell you, I'm going to do something here that I haven't done before. I want to thank all of the anglers out there like Russ Snyders and Josh Stewart and, and Cody Milton. Uh, uh, God, there's so many of them, too. I mean, uh, Adam Reiser, uh, Corey Dreyer, man, what a great guy, uh, great angler. Uh, if he ever gets away from his job, man, you got to watch out. He's coming. But, <laughs> But, uh, you know, Jason Broach, those guys who carry themselves well in this sport and represent it so well and are so good, Jackson Orr, uh, Dylan Fouquet, those guys are the future of our sport. Uh, I want to thank those guys for, for being who they are in this sport and representing it so well. Uh, and they're so good at, their, at what they do, they make me want to be a better better angler. So, you know, that gives me some, some goals to shoot for. My wife, there's no way I could do what I do without her, you know. She's been so supportive of me, and uh, I love her so much. Uh, love you, Vicky, if you're watching. But uh, but yeah, I mean that's about it, man. Everybody in my life that that knows me knows that I fished all my life, and they've they've pretty much supported me since the beginning. All right, man. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, good luck with the rest of the year. Uh, try to have you back on. We'll see. Uh, but man, I really do appreciate it. Hey, man. Thanks for having me, dude. I appreciate it. All right, well, I'll talk to you hopefully in the near future. Yeah, sounds good, man. Just give me a holler.